Welcome to Any Way You Want It. I'm your host, Kaylin McDuff. I'm an LA-based coach for women who want to create lives based on desire. Here on the show, we like to have real conversations about sex, relationships, and life through talks with everyday people, experts, friends, and everything in between. I give you a plethora of options, different relationship models, new mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Listen for what sounds interesting to you and follow that. This is just the beginning of you having a life designed entirely from the specificity of your desire. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Any Way You Want It. Uh, Where you find me today is I am in my new home in Santa Barbara, and there are boxes and shit everywhere. Uh, I have my microphone, which is currently being housed in a cup because I don't know where my microphone stand is. And, um, you know, I'm just like here for it, y'all. I'm like this. There is something that the shadow part of me just loves about like being in chaos, you know. And so I'm just trying to love this part of me. And I'm just delighted um, to introduce my guest today. Um, So her name is Tal Yardini. And um, she is in Miami, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, you did. Miami, but we have a New York connection. That's how she really got me. Okay. <laughs> um, she spent 13 years um, as a singer and actress in New York. I also spent, I think it was 13 years in New York. You know, there's some weird synchronicities here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she's a breakup recovery coach and just loves helping women heal from um uh, heal from like heartbreak and breaking up um and she has a program uh called the breakup to badass formula and um yeah so i'm just like i'm excited to uh, to talk to her today i have no idea as as is as it always is with these conversations i'm like i just feel energy and then i just like honor that and whatever is supposed to come through for me and for you all as my listeners, I just trust it's all going to like, it's all going to come through. Um, but yeah, but Tal reached out to me um, over uh, and I just, you know, like, as y'all know, I'm pretty selective when it comes to having outside guests. Um, and, but, you know, listen, if you think you'd be a great guest, I, I, I invite you to reach out. Um, but mostly I just go based on like, I don't know, like a feeling in my body and I like got your outreach and I was like, oh, you know, yeah, this feels great. Let's do it. Love it. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) You felt the vibe. Yeah, I felt the vibe. Um, so how's it going in Miami? What's happening over there? It's great. It's like, you know, year round summer over here. We don't have, we don't have seasons, but, um, but you know, after 13 years in New York, you embrace the warmth I think you know mm-hmm. oh yeah I mean I'm the same way in California I'm like it never gets old yeah. you know it does it I had to put on a jacket the other day to walk to the hot tub and I was like were you I, pissed I yeah I a little part of me died but I you know I got revived 
you know, again, in the middle of the day in California, it's just like, <laughs> okay, usually nice. Yeah. It's pretty so, gorgeous. Um, okay. So what is like feeling alive for you right now, Tal? What is feeling alive for me right now? I feel like, uh, there's so many changes happening. I feel like a lot of people around me, there's just lots of changes. The women I'm working with, just lots of changes and in my life as well. And so I'm in this season of embracing, mm. um, which is really awesome because I feel like in the past, you know, when you're going through lots of stuff at once, you're in resistance sometimes. And so in this season right now, I am embracing the change and just allowing and there's like an element of surrender as well, which is happening, which is great. Mm. And I'm just going with it. Mm. Oh yeah. Surrender. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. One of my teachers was talking about like, um, you know, pain. It's like, we have to feel the pain to heal, but like suffering is optional. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> you know, and that's just like, um, uh, yeah, I feel like everything that you're saying right now is really reminding me of that. You know, it's like, oh my God. Yeah. But I love to suffer. I don't know about you. I don't know. <laughs> Do you, are you a, are you a fellow, um, are you a fellow sufferer or what's your, what's your, yeah. Life? I mean, I feel like, yeah, yeah. I feel like in definitely, you know, I, I think I've gotten better, but I think in, you know, when I think about past few years of my life prior to like really delving into like spiritual work, like mm-hmm. I definitely like to hang out in the, like the woe is me a little bit, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know? And I think as human beings, that's what we, you know, it's what we're, I think that's what we're kind of like accustomed to doing. So, but yeah, but suffering is absolutely a choice, absolutely a choice. And so it's like, you either stay in the situation and continue to wallow in it. And that's yeah. one way of doing it. Or we look at where we're at and we go, where do we want to go from here? And then decide. Yeah. But woe is me. I mean, that's just so hot, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Tell me more. (laughs) I mean, I told you I'm a kinky bitch. (laughs) Yeah, you did. You did tell me you're a kinky bitch. (laughs) But but seriously, you know, it is. I've found that if I can just like be like, oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I just love the part of me that just loves to, loves to suffer you know then it's like oh it doesn't actually like have as much power you know yes it can be fun um but yeah thank you so much for uh ah uh, just reminding me of like all the the choices that we have you know and yeah everything. absolutely yeah so well um let's like maybe backtrack a little so i know oh. Um, obviously you are coaching now and working, you know, specifically around, uh, around breakups, which, Mm -hmm. you know, I saw, I actually, I have a, I have a friend, a good friend who also does work around breakups and, um, it's, uh, you know, until she created that, I had just never thought of that as an idea. And then when she like, was like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. I was like, oh my gosh, that's (laughs) makes so much freaking sense. And so when you reached out, I was like, oh. Yeah, I, I see. I see you. Um, so I want to hear just like a little bit about your journey. It sounds like you've been on a like sort of a path of transformation. I know mm-hmm. that you were like singing and acting mm-hmm. in New York, and that's mm-hmm. a whole lifetime. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so yeah, like catch us up sort of like what, uh, what got you here? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it was, you know, I, like I said, 13 years in New York as a singer and actress and living that life. And the last year of it, it was just getting to a point where I didn't, I didn't know what was going to come next, but I knew that the way that I was doing life wasn't working (laughs) and I didn't know. I was like, but I have no idea what else or how things are going to change. And at that time, I was in a very tumultuous relationship that was taking up um, a good deal of my energy. And then COVID happened and Mm -hmm. uh, it, the pandemic, you know, afforded me this really beautiful opportunity in the midst of the suck of all of this, of really slowing down to see where I wanted to go next. And so I felt like the universe was literally like, uh, we're going to stop everything for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your industry, your industry is going to shut down. Like it's just no longer going to be available to you. You're going to move away from the city. Um, and we're going to, you know, you're going to get some clarity around where you want to go next. And so I was, you know, doing a lot of work on myself and, you know, healing the parts of myself that, you know, was accepting less than, um, mm-hmm. and had accepting, had been accepting less than for quite a while. And then Um, once I saw that I was making these shifts and with all of the other work that I had done prior to that, um, spiritually, I just felt called to help other women. And Mm -hmm. so I decided, okay, I'm going to get certified as a life and relationship coach. Um, and then I'm going to create a program around this. And that's Mm -hmm. literally what I did. I decided to just create this program to help other women because I know the kind of pain. I just, I just understand that pain so deeply and I wanted to be able to um, provide an outlet for other women so that they don't have to feel so alone when they're going through this and to also be able to finally let go of this, you know, the shaming of a relationship not working out and making it mean something about you and then to tend to yourself and really learn how to give that love to yourself mm. and operate from that space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that. It's, um, what do we want to say here? Yeah. I just really felt you there. Like, thank you. Mm-hmm. It's really a, uh, a tender, space yeah it is it's vulnerable because uh we tend to I think as coaches and you know just being in this in this world we tend to draw from our own experiences and we tend to teach what we have gone through and so for me this just felt so incredibly important um but also it was very surprising to me because I never in a million years if you had told me you know New York when people would say well, what happens if you don't make it to Broadway? Like, what are you going to do? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. It just never, there was never, there was never anything in my mind that, you know, pointed me to this direction. And so I really felt led. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what, um, what was the thing that had you say like, oh, wow, this is not working <laughs> or my life is not working. <laughs> You know, because I think people have different like relationships to this and we all have like 
bad days and good days. And, yeah. you know, so I'm just curious to, yeah, just hear what for you were some of the things that you were like looking there. That wasn't working. I had gone to this point where I just felt super exhausted in my life. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of, you know, almost and reaching for the next thing that I thought was going to bring me whatever happiness, whatever, you know, that external validation that, you know, we all search for in some way. Um, And it just felt like I was constantly running after something and never could really rest easy. And it had just gone to a point where I was just exhausted from it. And so waking up every day like that and just being Mm. like, okay, I feel like I'm kind of on this it's kind of Groundhog's Day, even though there's like a lot of things happening in my life. It just sort of felt like it was a little bit like Groundhog's Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, um, thank you. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I think, you know, there's probably people, like a lot of people out there that can relate to that. I mean, I know, <laughs> like, gosh, in my in my 20s, it was like, yeah, let me just go after the next promotion, the next relationship. Right whatever thing right and then I'd be like why am I still not actually fulfilled here Mm -hmm. and that is a tough pill to swallow Mm -hmm. absolutely especially when you live in a city where that's normalized right like New York is the place where everyone is chasing after something Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's like if you're not chasing after something people are like what are you do it <laughs> you be here right mm-hmm. and then what was the thing that had you be like okay I'm gonna like actually make a shift here like I'm gonna do something or create something or be yeah may have a have something transform yeah well I think honestly I do think the pandemic you know at first yeah. it was we were all adjusting to this way of life, right? We were all collectively going through the same thing, which I think is kind of insane when we think about it. Like the whole world was going through the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. So there is adjusting to that. And then once there was a little bit of a settling into that, then I could start to kind of open my eyes a little bit to, okay, well, what are you, what are you wanting to do? Where do you want to go? I just like started like, it's like gently, like gently asking myself. Cause it wasn't like I wanted, I didn't want to like freak myself out into an answer, you know, cause I literally like lost work, all of it, all of the stuff happened at once. Right. Mm-hmm. Like so many other people. Um, but it was just really coming from a place of curiosity, I think. And I think that's what kind of allowed me to think even about doing something like this. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas before I would have like willed it in some way, like got to figure this out now. What am I going to do? Oh my gosh. You know, all of that stuff. And it didn't come from that place. Mm-hmm. That's like, <laughs> I just hear the real acceptance in that. We got like, you know, kind of speak or kind of to the thing we were talking about at the beginning, just mm-hmm. the like, okay. If there was nothing wrong here and I got to just actually have this go the way that I want it to, right? what would I create? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Okay. And so then what was like, what made the difference for you? Because I guess I'm sort of like, okay, sounds like you were in a relationship that wasn't fully serving you. 
you know, kind of, and it was like bleeding out into all these other areas of your life. At uh-huh. some point you decided or, and you know, the, helped by the pandemic, you were like, okay, <laughs> this is not the thing. Uh-huh. Um, you made a decision. Um, and so tell me more about just like that, like working through that process and, and just what you like learned and, and really what you got from the process. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it was a very tumultuous, like in and out, uh, on again, off again relationship. And, uh, I think the distance really afforded me the opportunity to really cut it off. And then, and then, um, some reflection of really looking at, you know, what I accepted and what I put up with and what I chose. So when we're talking about suffering, where I chose to suffer in that relationship and um looking at that was very hard because then you have to admit a few things to yourself right and um but once I was able to get honest with myself and say like what was it that I thought you know that I would that I would accept this treatment or that I would go back for more when I was being shown the same thing over and over again like what was that in me that felt like that's all I deserved. Right. And that was kind of like a light bulb moment, I think for me, Mm -hmm. because that's like the basis of a lot of the work that I do. You know, when I'm, when I'm working with women, not all of them are coming from toxic relationships, but the ones that are, it's kind of, you know, there's self-inquiry there and you look and you go, why, you know, why did I choose to accept that? Why did I think that that was all that I deserved? And it's painful, but once you're able to investigate that a little bit, and then you see like, where do I need to give that to myself? What do I need to give to myself? And then to learn how to give that to yourself. It's so powerful because now it's like, I would never put up with that again. I would Mm -hmm. never like a relationship like that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be sexy to me. You know, like the things that I were like... (laughs) That I was yeah, into the things before. that you got hooked by. Yeah. Now that's not, it's not going to cut it. It's not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. I'm curious, Um, just because I want people to be able to relate to this. Yeah. Curious, like, um, what you can see now about, like, what did hook you in that relationship? Yeah, I wanted to feel wanted. And because it was such a chase and it was so hot and cold, there was such a rush that I would get when I would get the attention. There was such a rush when I felt like I got him, you know, when I felt like I was Mm -hmm. getting where he was paying attention to me, where he was, you know, showing up. So it just, it was kind of like, Mm. it's kind of like a drug, you know, it is, it's kind of like a drug. And when you get that and you get that fix, that fills you up for a little bit and then you come off and it's like this roller coaster and then we're, we're back at it again. And I really just wanted to feel wanted by this person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That is a, that is a deep one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, uh, well, I'm curious if you want to share about like some of the, um, 
we were talking about like some of the deeper things, like what's the thing under the thing under the thing that has me choosing this. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what you saw there. Because again, I'm like, I think yeah. so many women can relate to this, but not everyone slows down to be like, wait, what's the thing? What's the thing yeah. under the thing under the thing? Absolutely. A lack of love for myself. And thinking that the only way I could get love is externally from someone else. Mm-hmm. And so never really knowing, I could get teary-eyed about this because it's just yeah. like, it's so deep and it's just, it's really at the root of when I'm talking to so many women, it's like, I get to it right away because I'm like, that's where it is. We don't, no one teaches us how to love ourselves. No one teaches us how to prioritize ourselves or how to put ourselves first. It's not taught to us. We're actually taught the opposite. We put others first. We tend to others. We make sure others are okay. So we're always the last ones. And I think, you know, realizing that and then learning what that means, you know, what does that mean to put myself first? What does that mean? What does that look like? What does it mean to pour into myself Mm. when I'm so used to pouring into others? What does it mean to take care of myself? Mm -hmm. That was really uh the deeper work Mm. yeah yeah and what did you find out about like some of your needs and just like ways that you wanted to tend to your heart because again I think there's so much out there uh, you know like yeah like love yourself yeah what the hell does that mean right yourself right um, I think it's I think it can open up something for people to hear like okay here absolutely Yeah. So one thing I would say for sure is the way that we speak to ourselves. So, you know, we have this inner critic all day long that says a million and one things about the way we're living our lives, what we're doing, and kind of wants to run the show. And once you get a handle of that voice, you know, and you're like, who's talking here? You start to really you start to be the one that's in the driver's seat as opposed to the voice. And so what that means is that, you know, for instance, that voice that says like, I'm not good enough, you know, the voice that comes says, I'm not good enough. It's like, okay, I hear you, but you're going to take a back seat because I know that I'm good enough. And so I've got it from here, but thank you, you know, and to start to normalize that because instead of just buying into the voice that says, I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. The never-ending game. Yeah, right. It's always going to be there, but so many people don't know that they don't have to buy into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to share about just um, yeah, what you learned about like tending to your own heart? Yeah, for sure. Um. Tending to my own heart, I really had to forgive myself. That's a big one because there's a lot of shaming and blaming, um, especially when you come out of a relationship that wasn't so healthy and you see the choices that you chose to make, kind of like the suffering that we're talking about. And we can go to this place of, gosh, how did you, how could you, how did you, why did you, like you should have known better, all of that, you know? And I really had to come to a place of forgiveness. 
of myself more so than the other person because the other person was showing me they were just being them <laughs> you know they they were being them nothing was changing you know they were doing their thing they were showing me you know this is who I am and I was in this world of like no but I need you to be different but I need this to be different but I need this I need this to be different I need this to be how I envision it and so I really had to you know forgive myself for choosing to not see the reality, you know, mm -hmm. I had to forgive myself for the choices I made at the time. At the time, that's what I needed, you know, for this next evolution. Mm -hmm. um, but that took a moment. Forgiveness of self is really hard. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's very hard. It's very hard, but it's very freeing once you do. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's just so much weight lifted off. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I um, I watched my seventy-year-old mom forgive herself this summer. Wow. Mm -hmm. And um, it was just—it's just like so stunning. You know, just like, wow, I could just see, it's like, you know this, right? But when you see it in somebody who's so, you know, who you're so close to, and mm -hmm. my mom, you know, mm -hmm. I could just feel, it was, it was like she lost like 200 pounds, you know? Yes. Yes. It was like massive difference. Yeah. You no longer have to be chained, you know, chained down by your past when you forgive yourself. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that we don't take accountability or responsibility or any of that. It's just that it just doesn't define us anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Well, um, I'm curious to just hear about your. Um, like your other spiritual practices and sort of how um yeah, how all of like weaves into you know the work that you do um, yeah absolutely I, so um <clears throat> i am a course in miracles student and i got to know about this because i started attending um weekly lectures with Marianne Williamson in New York. She was doing these. Oh weeks. my gosh. Yeah. On the Upper West Side. No, it wasn't. I, I think she used to do it on the Upper West Side. No, she was doing it in the East Village at um, Marble Collegiate, maybe, is the oh church. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That then, is so crazy. Wait, what year was this? I just need to know. Uh, what year was this? Um, <laughs> why were you going? <laughs> no. Because the thing, I lived in the East Village for yeah. like six years, but this yeah. is like before I got on my spiritual path. Mm. So I'm like aware of all these things that were happening that yeah, just yeah, yeah. like, you know, I was like going to yoga class, but you yeah. know, it's right. like, I wasn't really as deep on as my, we we're going. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't really on my path. So I'm like, oh my God, don't tell me Marianne Williamson was just like speaking regularly at a church nearby and I didn't yeah. even know. Yeah, I think it was 2016. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Are you there? I, yeah, I was absolutely there. Yeah. I was probably like locked by each other because I lived in the East Village too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. 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 
So I started going to her weekly talks because she was lecturing on A Course in Miracles. And it really changed my life because she came to me at just like the time where I like, where I was starting to go through all of these changes in my life. And she just really spoke to me. So I started going to the lectures and then I decided to, you know, take it a step further and, um, and actually study this. So, you know, I don't know if you know about the course or not, but Yeah. yeah, great. So, you know, for the listeners that don't know, it's basically, um, a text about, you know, from fear, takes you from fear to love. And so there's the text of the, of the course. And then there's the workbook, which is 365 lessons. And you get a lesson every day of the year. Um, and it's kind of like, almost like an affirmation in a way that you work with for the day. And so, um, that really, I think is like what deepened my spiritual practice. Cause I always felt like I kind of dabbled, you know, like I read, yeah. I read different books and like, you know, whatever the, yes. whatever the book was that was coming out that like people knew about, you know, but I didn't yeah. feel like I actually had like a foundation, like mm-hmm. something to really ground myself in it. And, and so that was really powerful. Um, like one of, I think like one of my favorite lessons is the past is over. It can touch me not. Um, and that's just something like I work with all the time, right? Because it's like what we're talking about with forgiveness of self and all of that is that, you know, my, the, my past, it happened, but it's not my present. Mm. So, yeah. So going to those lessons and listening to her because she's just such an incredible mm-hmm. speaker and she just, she's just such a wise woman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. That is so amazing. Wow, that's really cool that you um that you found her and found that uh, that outlet. Yeah, she really. She just and it was amazing because it was like it was twenty. I think it was like twenty dollars or something, and it was like pay if you can. <laughs> We're talking about you know someone like, who, a- like well-known like author just like yeah that's what just blows my mind yeah 20 bucks to go and see her yeah best-selling author like yeah oprah like one of oprah's favorite books a return to love and she's just like yeah pay what you can (laughs) come on in everybody (sighs) yeah wow that is so that is so profound Let's see. What should we talk about next? <laughs> I like, you know, so many things. Hmm. Yeah. What else? Yeah. What else feels like alive for you? Your misconversation. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to hear about, you know, I'd love to maybe like bounce off with you maybe about the kind of work that you do mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, where this shows up with like tending to ourselves and self-love and all that. How's that show up in your work? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the, like the, one of the biggest things that, um, that I have been inside of in like my personal practice, which this year, which then just like, you know, translates with my clients, um, is really like tending to my inner little girl. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's like, I've been on that journey for a while, but, uh, 
you know, being in deeper relationship with, you know, all the, all the parts of me. Um, but the thing in particular that has been profound this year is like just creating a deeper relationship with her and really like learning how to hold myself at a deeper level, which, Mm -hmm. you know, takes like a different level of responsibility really um but you know it's like I have a lot of stuff like from my childhood and you know various like unhealthy relationships in my 20s and and um like probably the most profound thing that that I've really like uh been practicing is or really just seeing is like how my little girl in a moment of like, you know, having a reaction, um, I sometimes don't want to parent her. Right. And then she's like, Oh, well, I'm not being parented. So then it's like, let me look for the person, you know, in this case, my partner, (laughs) Angel, it's like, well, let's just see if he can take care of us. And he's like, I don't want to take care of a screaming (laughs) five-year-old. Um, right. But in that moment, it's like, I'm actually abandoning her by Mm. not taking responsibility for holding her, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And, ooh, this is so nuanced, right? Because it's like my partner's totally available for, like, my emotions and my tenderness and my vulnerability and all of these things. Um, And it's like I have to hold myself first and foremost and be in relationship with that part of me mm-hmm. um, and then it's like oh okay great I'm parenting myself I'm in relationship with her now I can like let someone else in to hold me and support me yes that's been like very um yeah that's been like probably the, one of the most profound lessons that I have had this year and then of course it's like oh all of my students and clients are like I'm like, how are you holding yourself today? Five minutes later, how are you holding yourself? What's <laughs> happening? And uh, yeah, so I'm sure, or, you know, I'm curious, like, I'm sure you can relate to this, but but the totally. like inner child piece is like, I think it's, you know, no matter what the situation, but a breakup is really triggering. Yes. So absolutely, yeah, I'd, I'd be curious to hear how like you work yeah. with that part. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have a meditation specifically for um, the inner child in my program because it is so important. It's exactly what I was talking about before when we're talking about that voice. Really, it's your inner child, right? And it's just the part of you that um, wants, needs something in that moment and is acting from that place. And so really, like exactly like you said, which is so beautiful, is really learning how to self-regulate, right? And learning how to you know, before she goes and has an outburst and tries to seek it in some kind of way that might not be productive is to be able to tend to her first and, you know, and to acknowledge her, but, um, but also be able to act from, you know, our adult self, you know, the part of us that, that knows, mm-hmm. you know, and to be able to integrate the two, like your higher self that knows, and then the part of her that needs the ten- the, the tending to, and to be able to bring those together. Um, super important 
super important work because I feel like a lot of, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like a lot of the women that come to me, um, they don't even realize they don't even, they don't know much about inner child work or they don't, they don't realize how important it is or how it's contributed to where they are now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, I have, I have a mix. I have a, I have a mix of, of all kinds of, you know, of, uh, women that I, that I work with. And for some it is, it is new. And, um, Hmm. Yeah. It just really takes a whole level of like, of patience and like letting, you know, again, back to that conversation of just like, um, loving ourselves where we are. Mm -hmm. I'm like, didn't we move past this? Yeah. What's happening? <laughs> and my little girl is like, no. <laughs> no, we haven't. <laughs> no, we have not. What's your little girl like? She can be needy. She can be a little, yeah. she could be, be a needy one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She could be a needy one. She she wants attention and she might seek it out in impulsive ways. Mm. So it's really just, um, <laughs> uh, getting super present, you know, before mm. wanting to act from these places and then to ask and to really start questioning, like, what is it that I really need in this moment? Yeah. That I think that doing this one thing will be helpful. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um. <laughs> yeah, our little ones, they're needy. I love that. <laughs> just like, oh, she just she just wants her heart to be held. Yeah. She just wants to feel safe. That's yeah. All. Right. That's all. Yeah. Mhm. I'm curious um if uh, just about, wait, how do I want to formulate this question? Okay. No, it's not gonna be a question. It's going to be a statement. Um, (laughs) so, you know, in relationships, like there's the stuff that's like happening above board. Right. And then there's also just the shadow stuff, um, that's happening. And, um, you know, I think this can like, I mean, it's, it's happening in any relationship. That's my belief. Um, you know, especially in unhealthy dynamics or abusive dynamics, you know, it's like, I mean, I, I was in a, uh, an abusive relationship in New York, probably how long ago, probably like 12 years ago at this point, you know, and I am just at this place where I like, um, I ran across some like emails, you know, when you like search in your Gmail and then it's just like randomly something pops up and you're like, oh, didn't expect to see that today. Mm -hmm. I like ran across some G chats and emails from from that uh, relationship. And I like I was like, okay, I'm going to give myself 30 minutes to just like look at this, you know, and I'm going to love myself here. Uh, But I trust I, I like ran across it for a reason and you know I really went through that and I was like oh whoa like I was just able to see my part on a whole other level 
-hmm. You know, and I feel like this is the thing. I just get so annoyed in the world when, um, you know, when we're talking about like abusive dynamics, it's like rarely do we talk about like, hey, both people are participating in this, you know, and that's like the tough pill to swallow. But like 13 years later, I can be like, okay, what he did was not okay. Mm-hmm. Not okay. Not mm-hmm. okay. And I take responsibility for this little manipulative pattern and that thing and that thing. And I was like, oh my God, it was just so fascinating to look at it. Cause I'm like, I have all the compassion in the world for that version of me. Like, yeah. I'm like, she was just doing the freaking best she could, you know? But, um, anyways, I, yeah, this is cool. Cause I'm like, I don't think I've actually, I want to do more writing about this. Like I haven't shared a lot about this. I'm just at a place now where I'm like, oh, I can talk about it. Um, but I'm so curious to hear from you about, uh, sort of like how you look at the shadow, you know, in relationships and just how you work with that. And clearly that was a very long winded way of me asking that question. (laughs) No, I'm glad you, I'm glad you shared it. First of all, thank you for sharing that. I'm sorry that you went through that. Um, and you know, you said some really beautiful things, you know, um, I think that when, you know, like you said, you're able to look at it now and you're able to see your part, which doesn't excuse the behavior that happened, but you're able to see like, okay, well, how was I contributing to any of this? Not, we're not, I'm not talking about contributing to abuse, but how was I, you know, contributing to the dynamic? Yeah. And so with shadow work, I think that, you know, when you're deeply in it or when someone comes to me and they're like straight out of, you know, a relationship, it's really hard to, you know, you've had enough space from it where you're able yeah, to go, totally. right? Where you're able to go like, okay, I see how this, that, and the other, and I can have a ton of compassion for myself, right? When someone's first coming to me, they're not in that space. Yeah, totally. They're like, <laughs> I just need some love. Yes. What's happening with my heart, my nervous system. I just feel yeah. all over the place. And so- some of that, you know, reflection and all of that, it starts to come a little bit later, like maybe one month in two months in we're we're able to, and by three months, yeah, there's usually like a whole different view and they're able to see it in a different light. So with shadow work, yeah, it's, it's, again, it's hard because it requires you (laughs) again to acknowledge and to see um, to love all parts of you, to love all the parts of you that played into whatever the dynamic was, especially if it was an unhealthy one, you know, to not shame yourself for doing what you did at the time, because at the time, that's what you knew, you know, you were doing the best that you could at the time with what you had. And so now you're in a different space. And so it's very important because otherwise, if we don't love all parts of ourselves, right, then we are going to, it's going to be very hard for us to be tender to ourselves. It's going to be very hard for us to tend to our heart and to be gentle. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's, uh, it takes, it takes some time. I mean, yeah. 13 years later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
like it oh, hit deep. Man. Yeah. It's a whole it's a whole process. Um but yeah, thank you for uh for just speaking to that, you know, the yeah. sort of un unfolding of that. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Oh my gosh, I didn't even know that I needed to share that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, maybe that's why I was supposed to, you know, have you up have you here. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that's a pretty ooh, that's a that's a tender one. But yeah, I'm like, I'm ready to really like start talking about it, you know, because it's Absolutely. such a such an important one. Yeah, I mean, again, when we share from our personal experiences, people can relate and they don't feel so alone in what they're going yeah. through. Yeah. And, you know, I think with like a relationship dynamic like that, I would have thought like, oh, no way would I ever end up in something like that? You know, (laughs) like prior to that whole situation, I just like I could never have related. Mm -hmm. Like I thought, oh, that woman, like she's like a little crazy or like I would have had some judgments, you know, Mm -hmm. about that. And Mm -hmm. so obviously I'm like, oh, terrible thing to go through. But on the other side of it, I'm just like, oh, my God, any woman in that situation, I just have compassion. And I'm like, yeah, she's got she's got responsibility. But I just have so much um, compassion for like what actually goes through your head, you know, and your heart um, in a situation like that. I'm like, oh, okay, that's like that is our humanity. Yes, absolutely. And I think sometimes we don't have that until we go through something like that, you know, like it softens us in a way. Yeah. Especially when you'd never think that it would happen to you or you would never, you know, put yourself in a situation like that, or you'd never end up in a situation like that. And then you do. And I can speak from experience to that as well. Um, yeah, it softens you. Yeah, totally. So in any case, um, Hmm. Yeah. Thanks for just like, uh, (laughs) Helping me create the opening around that. Of course. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, I feel, yeah, I think, is there anything else that you want people to know just sort of as we like start wrapping up, um, you know, if there are ways that people can work with you or how they can sort of find, find your work, I would love for you to share. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, you can find me on Instagram uh, at the Tagliardini. Uh, feel free to shoot a DM to me and say hi. And if you're going through something, um, feel free to tell me what you're struggling with and I'll be happy to point you in the right direction. Um, yeah, if you want to work with me, it's called the Breakup to Badass Formula. It's a three-month program um, where I really help you heal from a breakup so that this breakup doesn't define you. Um, and you get your life back and you grow into the version of yourself that you truly desire to be. So that's mm. another way. And then um, I have a Facebook group um, for women that are going through a breakup called the Breakup Recovery Support Group for Badass Women. Um, so feel free to join that. Um, I go live weekly, a few times a week. I answer questions. And it's really a supportive, just a really supportive community for women, because I find that when you're going through a breakup, it's super isolating. So it's really important to be in community so that you know that you're not alone in this. Mm. So those are the ways. Amazing. And we will have all of that in the show notes as well. 
Thank you. And thank you so much for, for being here and just sharing your heart and letting me feel you. Um, and yeah, for just like, you know, just diving right in the front door. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Like I've loved this conversation and um, yeah, it's been a pleasure. My pleasure. All right. Well, um, have a beautiful rest of your day, everybody. And we will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you got something from this episode, please share it with someone in your life and pop on over to iTunes to give us a five-star review. I'm so committed to more people custom creating their sex, relationships, and lives from desire. And this podcast is a big part of that. If you have ideas for the show or want to learn more about working with me as a coach, head on over to my Instagram at Kaylin McDuff or my website, kaylinmcduff.com. See you next time.